Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Let's talk about your mama's cooking or your daddy's cooking or your cooking. Okay. Yeah. I, I will say my mama's cooking was the best cooking ever, but uh. she's gotten older now, and she's started to lose some of her touch. Oh, wow. Hmm. You know, she, like used to, she'd have everything on the table at exactly the right moment, and now she's like burning one thing wow. while the other thing is getting cold, hmm. and she knows it. It's just as part of getting old. Well, the what grand- are you bringing? Sorry. I, I bring a credit card and a order out, bring in whatever you want. Barbecue, let's order it. When they become grannies, though, they've lost their taste buds, and that's why they put, you know, half of, uh, you know, for half a gallon of tea, they put half sugar in there and the rest tea. And, kid, I don't understand why you were upset about that, because I wasn't attacking my mom. I was just explaining the realities of what getting older does. But you don't do anything to help her in the kitchen. Okay, well, let's not talk about grannies and cooking. He lets her know if something's burning. That's what my husband does. He's like, you're burning something again. He's like a a critic, a food critic, (laughs) instantly. But you know, my mom is saying now that she feels like she's losing her taste buds because everything Uh. she makes, she doesn't like anymore. And we're like, Mom, it tastes as amazing as it did 20 years ago. Well, they ask Americans about cooking, and 85% say cooking is both the man and woman's responsibility in a relationship. 85%? 85%. So it's changed. What was this? Uh, this is all across the board. Because that's mm-hmm. interesting to me. So I will say we don't split cooking, but I will cook and he cleans up after dinner. Oh, that, you've got him trained well then. Well, because I was like, that's we both right. live I here. Agree, yeah. I, I just feel like, you know, it's okay for both of us to pitch in and he's awesome about it. I think it's my sister and her husband because mm-hmm. even on, on holidays, he'll get in there and start washing dishes because she's done a lot of the cooking. Yeah, I'd rather cook than have to clean up because I don't like, uh, the you know, the dishwater. And it's got all the food and stuff in it well, floating you, around. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> you rinse it off before you put it in the the water. You do. <laughs> and yeah. I'll say, Tori, now you both work. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's, that yeah. makes a difference, too, because you, you should both split some of those chores. And everybody does it differently. I'm not judging anybody else's way of doing it, but I'm not doing everything is all I'm saying. There's other people that judge, though. There's people that will look at it if you do it different, and they'll judge you. Well, about 50% of people (laughs) say they are turned on most by someone who is a good cook. So they are attracted to good cooks, so guys and girls. It must have been all my sparkling personalities that attracted my husband to me, because it certainly was not my cooking. Well, you know what, I've got news for you. It wasn't that either. 
one of those personalities <laughs> is probably good. You just haven't met her yet. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, it's good to get to you know teach kids how to cook too. My son's been recently like, hey, Dad, teach me how to cook. And I'm a whole boy, okay. It's your grandma. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like you take the bread and you put the cheese in between it and you put it in the pan. I did not, okay. You didn't I, do a grilled cheese? I have taught him how to do minute macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying I would go to grilled cheese as one of my first. A pop tart. Ooh, is that French? Un- untoasted. Yes. You, <laughs> you can do it two ways, son, okay? You can open this package, put it on the plate, or you can put it in the toaster. <laughs> you know when he's going to be killing it when he goes out dating women? Chef's kiss. Yeah. Perfect meal. Hey, speaking of kissing, 29% admit that cooking is as enjoyable, or, or actually uh, cooking an enjoyable meal is more satisfying than someone kissing. Been kissing someone. Well, you hold on now. Being single. (laughs) (laughs) I get good food at some restaurants. I say it ain't just single. I definitely like a kiss. (laughs) Yeah, but every time I've tried to get a kiss in a restaurant. But but you think about a good meal, you know, you're you're looking forward to that. How many times are you looking forward to like that kiss, you know? Uh, that meal you're looking forward to, you're like, oh, wow, this is going to be great. Especially after a garlicky meal. Uh-huh. Hey, you know what? I'm going to the Cheesecake Factory tonight for a birthday dinner. I've already pulled up the menu. You I've need been to. going through it all morning. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, huge. Mm-hmm. Trying to see what I'm going to be in the mood for. But do you do that with kissing? Do you like, you know, no. before you go? <laughs> I mean, I do, but it's weird. What kind of kisses am I going to get from this person tonight? <laughs> I believe that they call that tender. Flipping through the options. <laughs> what if there was a kissing menu? I want a little peck on the cheek tonight. Or <laughs> ten uh, second Frencher. A little one that's a little wet. Basted oh. with garlic. <laughs> <laughs> Twisted. Mm. I'll take that one. Okay, and 24% say they actually cook in order to impress someone else. I've or, done that before. Yeah. Back when I was single. I have bought food and then put it in my own Tupperware and taken it places to pretend like I cooked it. Wow. That's okay. Uh, that's because I care, Tom. Don't you know, judge me. I would I not torture you. someone with my cooking. That is just as deceiving as the filters you put on those pictures you post every day. <laughs> and I look cute as heck. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, you get there and like, that ain't, that, something's not matching up here. So what happens is you put that food in Tupperware. My buddy used to say it that way. I want to talk about that coming up. Uh, you put that food in Tupperware, you pull it out, he thinks you're that good cook, you get married, and all of a sudden you can't cook. Doesn't so matter, s- she can still buy that frozen meal. As long as I make it home before him, he'll never know. <laughs> put it in the oven. Up. <laughs> yep. He said she makes chicken sandwiches just like Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> and waffle fries and <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show. On B93.7. I don't usually suggest considering a criminal to be a role model, but this guy, he's pretty amazing. And, and you know, a lot of criminals are stupid, but he was just drunk. Oh, well. This guy in Florida, and I know they got the Florida man thing going on nowadays, and it seems to be true. Yeah. You always hear Florida man, and it's a story that's going to be phenomenal. Yes, it is. Uh, in this case, <laughs> I lives up to everything. 36-year-old guy named Joseph, M- Joseph Moulton got hammered on a Saturday. Mm. So what did he decide to do while he was tore up drunk? What many of us have probably thought of doing before, break into a police station. Oh, I thought you meant yard work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kato's got a cup holder on his push lawnmower, (laughs) y'all. I wasn't even done yet. And pooping on the floor. 
He now, broke into a police station and pooped on the floor, and that's just the beginning. That's just crappy. Why'd he do that? Okay. That was a dad joke. Don't you are not him. a dad. <laughs> it happened at the police headquarters in Naples, Florida, and here's how it went down. Joseph, in spite of being drunk, was able to climb the fence outside and got into an unlocked police car where he hung out for a few minutes. Then he hid behind some bushes until no one was looking and found a water hose, pushed it under the door, and turned it on. The lobby ended up flooding with an inch of water, but no one seemed to notice this, Mm -hmm. at least not right away. Mm. Then, once he was in the building, he took a shower in the locker room. Wow, that's bold. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, No one questioned him. He put on a police uniform and a bulletproof vest and tossed a $1,000 police radio in a toilet. Oh, my. Then he used the bathroom on the floor of the women's bathroom. (laughs) He was gone before anyone realized what happened, but they were able to identify him because in his drunken stupor, he left his wallet and ID inside the police (laughs) car he had been in. Man. But that's not how they tracked him down. Mm. An employee at a nearby 7-Eleven called the cops after Joseph walked in still drunk wearing an official police jacket. Wow. That apparently he got from the car he was in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or in the in the room, whichever. Right. Uh, he was gone by the time the police got there, though. But don't worry, they found him a few hours later. He yeah. was shirtless at that point, so he had ditched the police uniform. He tried to hide in some bushes again, but they finally got him in custody, and it turned out he was so drunk he didn't remember doing any of it. Wow. Well, then it didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately for him, the cameras say otherwise. What surprises me is the police station there. I'm like, how many people are just oblivious to a drunk guy that that's so drunk he doesn't even know what he's doing, just kind of mingling through the crowd or doing whatever? Were they oblivious or just over it? Like, just don't mess with me. I don't have the time for this. It doesn't matter if you're that unaware of what's happening in your own police station. I feel like there's a problem with your law enforcement skills. Yeah. And you're like, you know, someone that's getting sentenced to go to, you know, I don't know. They don't get sentenced. But going to a police station because they're in trouble. Like, yes, that's the station I want to go to. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys don't pay attention to anything. No. I mean, even the, the Greenville Detention Center, you have to check in at the, with the police officers before you even get past into the building, so I don't understand. Don't ask Cato how he knows that. The metal detector, strip search, stuff like that. Oh, then they my. do fingerprints. I'm like, wow, just a visit? I think you were arrested. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is they're already working on a movie. So A movie? Yeah. Oh, make please. A movie I don't it. think I want to see that movie. I don't know. It sounds a lot like The Hangover Yeah. Okay. in some ways. Mm-hmm. If you just spice it up a little... Put the guys from the Hangover in it, and I think you might have a hit. You know what? It's, it's so. Is it me, or is like almost it's you? Almost all these stories that we get now, I, I'm I'm not even surprised or shocked anymore. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. It's like you're not you're unfazed by a story like this story. Twenty years ago, people would be fainting, going, "Are you kidding me?" And that's, I'm like, eh, that's just this world we live in now. 
Yeah, that's why I say they probably weren't oblivious. They just don't care anymore. They're too desensitized. They're like, the stuff we see, the crap we see. <laughs> Somebody had to clean up the water for when you put the hose under the door. That's got to be a job you didn't look forward to on that day when you mm. went into work. I didn't sign up for this. I'm not doing it. Someone's doing it. And then you got the poop in the women's bathroom floor. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, yeah. that's just crazy obnoxious. And, I've, you know, I've never, ever, ever in my life thought to poop in someone's Floor, yard, garden, whatever. Oh, but now, the more I no. hear these stories, the more it sounds like a possible idea. You know what? If you had stopped at floor, yeah. I'd been good with that. You had to keep going. The, the garden? We just can't agree with everything yeah, you just said. I, I'd rather uh, just not say anything. I I've see. been locked outside before. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, this week, the Tupperware company revealed it may go out of business. What? They, yeah, they uh, kept a lid on the news as long as they could. Okay. <laughs> now, I don't know whether to believe you or not. Are yeah. they really going out of business? That's what they're saying, why? yeah. Why? Yeah. Oh, I think I know why. You can buy all that stuff at Costco and Sam's now that's almost the same. Yeah. Well, they said the financial troubles is why they may be going out of business. Well, I mean, so. we knew that. Well, do, I, was, I don't think they do any Tupperware parties anymore, do they? You remember sad. our moms used to do Tupperware parties, and they'd go mm-hmm. and they'd show the new Tupperware. <laughs> My mom would do that all the time. And we had to, like the kids, go to your room, be quiet, yeah, don't come out. Yeah, un- until snack time. Then they'd bring the cake and the <laughs> yeah. coffee out. And there's really no reason to flip your lid over this news. Oh, God. Wow, really? We going I already had a lid joke for that one. So <laughs> Was it that? Mm, no. I think it's because they didn't like change with the times or they didn't like start adding wine to the parties or making it you know how they have those things where you draw a painting and get drunk they needed to add a gimmick to their parties that would have kept it going well here's one of the reasons why that nobody's buying tupperware they say there's a simple explanation people eat so much there's no leftovers anymore mm, that's so. not true though we have tons <laughs> of leftovers yeah well, it's a joke tom I have, uh, <laughs> I have a lot of leftover containers from the cool whip uh, container from Zaxby's salads. That's containers. another thing is the containers Wop, are so Wopple good. House, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the the containers are so good from these places that yeah. you don't need to buy Tupperware anymore. I, I go to KFC just for that reason. Sometimes I'm like, I don't need the food. Just give me those uh, containers. Oh, the for, little bowls, the little individual bowls. Little, little individual bowls. They're yeah. great for kids' cookies yes. when you put them in the lunchbox. For school, I got. I have some of those. But at our house, we have approximately fourteen Tupperware containers, and I can find the lids for three of them. <laughs> that's, oh, that's a good a ratio. Good and then, do you Mine was better. Do, do, do you buy the knockoff ones that's like at the jockey lot or at like you know Dollar General store? They're not really Tupperware. Supperware. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbermaid yeah. is what I think I have the most of actually. And I invented a word called Tupperlanch. It's Tupperlanch. Yeah, that's probably not going to stick. That's the avalanche of Tupperware that falls out when you open the kitchen cabinet. And like it's not stacked properly and it comes all out over you. And most yeah. of the time it's not your Tupperware. It's somebody somebody brought over. Yeah, belongs that's true. to somebody. Yeah. They didn't write their name on it. You don't know who it belongs to. Tupperlanche. That's good. That's going to catch on. You're going to see that on the internet before you know it. No, no. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of crazy, though, because there are so many alternatives now. Yeah. And they've even got mm-hmm. ones that look like they're glass or yeah, are sure. glass. Fancy. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, and I had a friend, and this is a funny story to me anyway, but he was talking about it one day, and he, he said, yeah, I, I got a bunch of Tupperware. And he called it Tupple, Tuppleware. 
It was Tupperware, <laughs> and he'd been mispronouncing Tupperware his whole life. He was like in his 30s. Yeah, yeah, I got Tupperware to put that in. <laughs> Say that again. He said, Tupperware. Said, well, really? Now that sounds more like when you open the cabinet and it tupples out on you. Yeah, there you that, go. That's probably where he got that from. So you feel very smart around him, don't I, you? I did, I yeah. did. <laughs> I'm the, finally the smart one. <laughs> now you know how we feel when you say something wrong. We are like, oh, man. He said Tupperware. <laughs> well, and I, and I think a lot of us have those words that we've probably mispronounced, you know, for, for a while. Salmon. <laughs> so salmon is actually, a, it can be either way. And it's not like you got it wrong. That's how it's spelled. Like Tupperware, you've just freaking taken an R and swapped it for an L. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I think in the English language, no matter how you spell it, we pronounce words differently. I mean, well, so. there's a comedian, a buddy of ours, Nate Bergazzi, okay? Nate. Uh, he is so funny. He talks about saying the word hammock. He was trying to buy a hammock, and this is him doing that, yeah. just that. <laughs> I was trying to buy a hammock. So I go in, I go back to where imagine the hammocks live. And I went up to this guy and I was like, hey, man, do you guys sell hammocks? And he was like, what's a hammock? And it threw me off enough that I was like, am I saying it wrong? I I was like, I think I'm saying it wrong because you know what it is. And I was like, is it hammock with a T? Does that sound right? Do you guys sell hammocks? And he was like, we're out of hammocks. We're out of them. It's hammock season. And I left, went to my car, Googled where to buy a hammock. And Google was like, do you mean hammock? Uh, it's like, I sure do, Google. Where were you at during all of this? Uh, this is funny right there. He's coming to town. I think he's coming to Charlotte. Yeah, uh, I think so. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it on Ticketmaster as well. Next month, I think. Yeah. yeah, but he's a, he's a fun guy to hang out with. Yeah, we were actually backstage with him at one of the Laugh for, Laugh Child, for Child events. events yeah. And uh, it's funny because we were hanging with him. We didn't know that much about him yet. He wasn't quite as famous yep. yet. And yep. so we didn't even know that we were like, by this guy who's going to be a huge star he's later. Be, yeah. I don't even think we took a picture with him. No, we're well, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, it's called Tupperware, not Tupperware. <laughs> what if your friend, how does he pronounce Tickle Master? Is that how he says it? Because he adds an L? What's Tickle Master? No. Instead of Ticket Master? Uh, tickle Master? But he does call it a Hammett. <laughs> Hamill. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. You know, whenever I have to make a tough decision and decide to sleep on it, I don't actually believe it's it's going to help. I I feel like I'm just, you know, putting it off until the next day. It's procrastination disguised as deep thought and maturity. But I guess I'm an idiot. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll just sit quietly over here. Okay. <laughs> they say sleeping on a difficult problem actually does help you come up with a better solution. I used to do some computer programming, and I wrote a program that would help radio stations keep track of winners. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the night, I would wake up and have the solution to some problem, I had, and I would write it down. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I would get up the next morning, and it would be gibberish. Oh, There was nothing that I had written down that made any sense. Uh-huh. Okay. I think my brain just tricked me so I could finally go to sleep. It would be like, oh, you've solved that. Oh, so yeah. you relax now. Then you're trying to figure out, okay, what did I really actually Oh, it write wasn't down? even. It was scribble. 
It okay. was just like nonsensical. You have an idea in the middle of the night sometimes, and you get up and you write it down, and then go back to sleep. Scribbles. No, I always tell myself, you'll remember this. <laughs> yeah. I never do. It's meant to be, I'll remember yeah. it. Yeah, but if, honestly, if I had to grab my phone and text it out or something, I'd be awake at that point. Mm-hmm. So it's not even worth it. But the researchers gave people some complex scenarios and asked them to come up with solutions. They had some people give answers that same day, and some give answers after getting a full night of sleep. Right. And they found that people who got sleep were able to give more creative solutions and better solutions to the problems than people who tried to answer without sleeping at all. But that's sleeping. It's not because they slept on it and came up with an idea. It's because they rested their brain and it was able to work better. Yeah. I mean, sometimes do you feel like, you know, life's so busy, especially nowadays. My mom talks about it all the time or the older, the older generation talks about it all the time. It's like, you know, back in our day, we didn't have to keep up with everything and like texting. I don't like it because anybody can get a hold of you whenever they want to and you have to reply or, you know, I want to be nice to reply to that person. Now, like back in the day, if you didn't talk to them on the phone or, or whatever, the older people say, you know, they couldn't get a hold of me. See, I feel more pressure when someone calls than yes, when they text. But the text, more. I'm like, I can come back to this later. No, you don't have to answer. Like you don't have to answer a text. That's yeah. even better about it. You can say, oh, yeah, I set my phone downstairs and I didn't get on it all weekend. Yeah, but you got to <laughs> eventually text them back. you got to well, eventually, uh, eventually answer them. Yeah. yeah. Or not. <laughs> I guess so. My bad. Sorry, folks. Okay. I know. Honestly, <laughs> I, the, your thinking on text is exact opposite of what I think texting is about. Mm. It is the fact you don't have to be there and, and respond right away. Don't you want to have some days, though, where nobody gets a hold of you? Like, you know, nothing then in your put life? your phone away from no, you. I, I'm talking about <laughs> just... But but people are still trying to get a hold well, of you. that don't matter. They're trying. That's the key No word. one ever gets away from anything anymore. Uh Beg to differ. Yeah, he's just doing it wrong. <laughs> I tell myself I want those days, and then an hour goes by and no one texts me, and I'm like, no one loves me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, you say I'm doing it wrong. I've shut off my. I've shut off the volume to my phone. I turned That's it fine. on. Mm-hmm. That's fine. For an entire day. Okay. But when you come back to it, it's like when you take a vacation. You like eventually you, call back. You take a vacation, <laughs> and then you come back, and you got so much more work to do, so you got to catch up with all those people that you didn't contact the, the, the next day. That's going to happen if you didn't answer phone calls, too. Yeah, and you don't have to get in touch with them the next day or right when you get back from vacation. It could be a month later. I'm like, hey, I noticed you calls last month. I wasn't answering calls that day. I've got months. a girlfriend who's months. on yeah. a new diet. She's on paleo, and she texts me constantly. <laughs> this is paleo, and that's pa-. And I finally started just not responding. So now she'll text me, did you see those paleo chips I sent you? I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, you got to answer that. Uh, Apparently she doesn't. That's the thing is don't respond. I've told Tori I don't know how many times to quit responding to Tom's text. (laughs) Or she'll keep texting. Or he'll keep texting if she's responding. I was like, just ignore it. I have been on a text chain with Tom that had 106 texts back and forth. So now you know, Tom, I'm not ignoring you. I'm getting bullied into ignoring you. Hawk, you just contradicted yourself incredibly. You just told us... That you feel like you have to do this, and then you told us there was 106 <laughs> texts you didn't answer. I know, but because I went back and I saw how many texts that you guys had back and forth. He felt real bad about it. How many <laughs> times do I ever get in on the text chain? Most of the time. Almost never. Yeah, exactly. Me, me Which either. means everything you're saying is not true. 
you're perfectly able not to let texting do anything well, to you. Well, but, but I, some people I want to be nice to. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on who it is. Yeah, exactly. So I got, you know what? I need to sleep on this <laughs> and figure out how I'm going to fix this problem. Maybe I can come up with some better creative solution, apparently, to this research. Yeah, like yeah. maybe do what you do to me, to everyone else, instead of saying you can't be, oh, I, they get in touch with me too easy. Let me just abruptly change the subject, but. <laughs> Uh, 80% of couples now go to sleep without a good night kiss. That's sad. Not me. Yeah, you definitely don't want to do that one either and procrastinate on that one like, hey, give me a good night kiss. Let me sleep on it and come up with a better solution for maybe in the morning. <laughs> I make my wife give me a good night kiss every night. Oh, wow. I'm like, that you know too. what? Couples who don't give good night kisses are more likely to divorce, so we're kissing. But but do you guys go to sleep at the same time? Not always. Because, okay, so you like wake her up uh-huh. and give her a good night kiss? I wake her up in the morning and give her a kiss, too, before the start of the day. Okay. Uh, sometimes I don't wake her up. I just kiss her while she's sleeping. 80% couples go to sleep without good <laughs> night kissing. Beauty. Yeah, I say, why are you looking at me like that? Well, sleeping I- beauty they did it and it was cute no i was at well i was actually thinking i john and i never kiss goodnight uh, we kiss when i get home and then i do you that know, too. if we are leaving or going or whatever else but i, I don't do think that to do too. it before from now on i'm be like wake up you need to kiss me let's go 70 percent <laughs> go to sleep without saying i love you hmm. not me yeah and 40 percent or 46 percent sleep with their backs to each other like you know back to back or bottom to bottom if your butts are touching, you're no. fine. Oh, ain't that cute? <laughs> I do all these. You sleep alone. You're I, single. I, there's a mirror I pass before I get to bed. Wow. I say kiss, and then I love you. Well, I will say sometimes we sleep back to back if I'm snoring. Yeah. Or if we've got gas, we can warm each other up. Nice. <laughs> nice. Just lighten each other up. Who needs an electric blanket when you sleep with Tom? <laughs> It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 